Hello there, you're about to experience the WhatsApp Church podcast. Can a dude get some Holy Spirit? What's up, church? What is up, church? It is me again. How is everyone doing? <laughs> On the other episode, I said, how's everyone doing? And then like just said, more importantly, how am I doing? <laughs> ah, savage. Ah, and my mom's like, that's rude. <laughs> I was corrected by my mother saying how rude that was. That Oh, this is about you, huh? And I was like, well, I mean, kind of this, this podcast is my, my audio journal. So yes, in one sense, it is about me, but no, I did not mean to be rude and come off as, ah, <laughs> I thought that was silly when I heard it back again. I'm like, oh yeah, that does sound a little bit ruthless. Um, how is everyone doing today on this lovely day? I hope it's a lovely day for you whenever you're listening to this. Um, Quick note, though, you might be telling, like asking yourself if you're an avid listener, if you're one of the dozen (laughs) people that listen to this, I'm still shocked that people listen to this, but such a crazy blessing. But if you listen to this consistently, you might be saying to yourself, whoa, there is something different about this podcast. It sounds different. You might be saying the intro was cleaner. The exit outro when you get there will be cleaner. Um, my voice probably sounds, you're either going to say horrifically worse because you can actually hear it now or like, whoa, that's what he sounds like. Because up until this point, he sounded like he was talking in a rusty can from 17 feet away, which was probably accurate actually. Um, and because of that, uh, and, and the reason that this is different is, um, I've gotten some professional help with this, uh, uh, some friends at diffmix.com. Um, Eric and Amber's company, they're good friends of mine now. They have been for a while, but they have a podcasting company, which is amazing um, that they do that. And this is, they've kind of really poured into me and this process and this project and my podcast. They do everything from uh, consultation to hosting to the whole not editing sound and all that jazz that I'm not good at at all. Um, clearly, (laughs) but like, no matter where you're at on your podcast journey, like if you're just thinking about starting one or you got one, or you want some, some just insider info and tips and everything else, go to diffmix.com, um, reach out to them, talk to them. They are amazing people that are kingdom builders and every essence of the word just, and I could not be more blessed and humbled. Um, that they actually decided to like reach out and 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 work with me on some stuff, which is amazing. And I'm so ah, you guys are amazing. Eric, Amber, Diffmix, the whole Diffmix team, love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, I'm I can't wait to hear this on, like as a as a listener to see like, oh my gosh, I don't sound as bad as I think. <laughs> Any users, so thank you, Diffmix.com. What what? All right, let's get into this. So you guys probably know at this point in time, I'm a weird Bible reader. I read the Bible and I, I insert, I read it from like a million different perspectives, not a million. That's like a really bold overstatement. I I read it from a lot of different areas of like what I'm thinking about while I'm reading. And it's, 
it's fun, but it also can be annoying, but it also can be super fun because like, you know, like I said, like weird things stick in my mind. So, you know, I was going through Psalms and the gospels and all that. And then I decided like, I really want to go back to the beginning. And I, I was listening to Chuck Missler. Everyone knows I love Chuck Missler. His whole breakdown of Genesis. And then I was like, ah, you know, I love it. It's like, like legit 30 hours of Genesis, <laughs> which is pretty crazy, but I really enjoy it. I love it. That's how I go to sleep every night is listening to Chuck, Chucky Chuck talk about the Bible. Um, however, I was reading Genesis and something just struck me as just fun. Like, I'm going to hear some paper rustling probably because I'm actually sitting within arm's reach of my microphone, <laughs> which is a, a rare, a rare treat for all y'all. Um, and I did just say, y'all, wow, Texas, slow down, bro. Get it back. Um, so I was reading Genesis, clearly, and it, it just struck me as crazy that Adam and Eve were walking with God. Like, we just, I, I, I can't wrap my head around how they just chilled their day out with, with God. Like, he was just an active participant in their life. And he's an active participant in our life now through the Holy Spirit. Like, let's not get lost in that. Even more so, as someone say, because he's everywhere at all times. And we're in the garden. It felt like he was more like a person that was walking, like had a physical presence in it. Anyway, that's not the point of this. The point is that he was doing it. He was walking with. And then obviously the sin, which is 100% Adam. Like I, I'm always baffled when people blame Eve because like, don't get me wrong. Like she's the one that like was engaging the conversation, but Adam was right next to her the entire time. Like, why does no one talk about that? Or at least no one talks about it on the level that I think I've heard or received, but like literally Adam, they were joined at the hip, like not, you know what I mean? But like, they were always next to each other and Adam was right there. So as the snakes just go ahead and chatting up his girl, first of all, mistake one, bro. You know what I mean? Don't turn your back. Watch out for your lady. Uh, don't let these snakes chat up your women. <laughs> I don't know why that's becoming a hard landing point, but you know, but he was, he was there the entire time. He like, like she turned and offered the apple to him, the fruit or whatever, you know, to him, he was right there. So it wasn't like this was crazy. Like, Oh, Eve was acting on her own. I mean, she was, but at the same time he was right there. He could have kiboshed at any time, whatever. And that'll be a different story for one day, but they're out of the garden. And they're in the world and they have Cain and Abel. And this is what I want to talk about. This is the story that I had so much fun reading again. And it's not a very long story. You know what I mean? Like, let's be honest. The Cain, the Cain and Abel saga <laughs> does not last long at all. Um, but I kind of want to share it from a perspective that I don't think anyone's ever shared before that I've heard. Again, if you've heard this, mi malo. That's Espanol for... Mi malo, my <laughs> bad. Um, so Cain's an older brother. All right, let's just say it this way. I have an older brother. Some of you might not know this. I have an older brother. He is two years. Oh yeah, I've said this before. We have an older brother. He and I grew up like twinsies. We were like, they dressed us the same. Like we had the same clothes at all times. Um, we traveled a lot, so we were always well-behaved, but there was a point and I always like a dude, I loved, I loved my brother. Like I always, as a young, I, people don't understand what it's like to be a younger brother. There's a dynamic there. Older brothers don't understand how younger brothers look at them 
for like at least a good, you know, 10 years of their life. More so depending on how that relationship unfolds. But like there is like, like all younger brothers only want to be like their older brother as they're growing up. And older brothers, <laughs> in my experience, can't stand their younger brother. <laughs> so you have this weird, because like they're used to being the only child. And now they're sharing life with this dude that's slower than them, not as strong as them, not as smart as them, um, all that. And they're like, hey, bro, like share your toys. And like, there's this learning curve for the older brother that is brutal towards the younger brother, but the younger brother just only wants to like, ah, older brother. And then hopefully those mature gracefully into siblings that get along and care for each other and everything else. My transition with my brother was not as, didn't stick the landing. Let's just put it that way. He and I, so I go back to this. My brother had it rough. Like, let me say this about my brother. I'll start with this, is that my older brother, he's my only brother, so he's my, he's awesome. Like, I'll never not be impressed with how, like his IQ is so, like he's so much smarter than me. You know, like he is legit smarter than me and he is more talented than me in almost every respect. Like I will hands down say that about my brother. He is like, there's nothing the dude can't do. It's crazy. He's one of those people that he just can do it and not just do things, but do things at a high level. That's exceptional. That's, you know, like, like my wife is very similar. Like my brother and my wife are very similar, which is odd that I'm, you know, if you knew the whole backstory, <laughs> we joke about, it. I married my brother and my mother. It's weirdest thing ever. But like my wife can operate at a high, like her, her average is exceptional in most categories. My brother is the same way. His idol is so much higher than most people's peak. It's, it's just insane. His capacity to do things. And when he's able to do things, the, the uh, it's just, it's, he's been a chef, has his own restaurant, has his own business. The dude's worn a million hats and he's crushed every single hat. He's just been amazing. So his skill sets, giftings from birth exceed mine. And, and without, without question, without question, it's not even like for me, it's like, wow, like I'm always baffled at how talented that dude is. Um, the difference is, and this is where our, our relationship grew up. He had a, like, he had it rougher growing up than I did. Full disclosure. Different. Well, we had it different roughs. His rough was rough because my dad, like, you know what I mean? Looked at my brother as the reason that he wasn't getting attention from my mom. And so there's going to be a little deep little stuff, but whatever it is, what it is. So my brother was the reason my dad, you know what I mean? Like my mom put my brother before my father, which isn't great, but also my dad was a little immature and like, you know what I mean? Like who's jealous of a, of a baby, whatever there's, there's room for improvement there. So that little chaos was going on and I was born. I was kind of not, first of all, I wasn't like, this is a brutal thing to say, but it's true. And you know, you can ask my mom about this. I wasn't wanted. When I was, when my mom got pregnant with me, she did not want another situation that she was going through with her current son, my brother and her father. Like it was not a happy life. You know, um, my brother wasn't being treated well by my, 
dad and my dad was, you know, being kind of a, you know, whoop, not great. Um, and so my mom, when I got pregnant, was not about like me was not an option. Like she did not like, nope, I'm not having another one of these. Thankfully, my my dad wanted to keep me sweet. <laughs> but when I was born, I was kind of I wasn't given the same nurture and affection that my brother was given for reasons that I wasn't being attacked the same way my brother was being, you know, like, like there was no, there wasn't a need for a defense of me the same way there was a need of a defense, a barrier between my father and my brother. And that kind of relationship just kind of, we, we grew up that way. So I was more left on my own and was forced to figure things out. Um, forced to kind of fend for myself a little bit more. Not like I was like just left out in the field and deal with it. You know what I mean? Like I, we, like, again, our family was rough in, in certain areas, but I still grew up with a lot of love. I felt a lot of love, not affection, but love. And that's awesome. I, and I like all that. So I'm saying that to say our brother relationship was just different, right? My brother kind of was, uh, didn't have the same repercussions that I did. And then vice versa. Like I could get away with certain things and, and you know, but I was always looking up to my brother, but my brother looked at me because I wasn't getting the same ire from my father. He like looked at me with anger because my dad wasn't mad at me the same way he was mad at my brother, you know? And then I would look at my mom, like you, you're giving my brother affection, but you don't, I don't get any of that. Um, and again, this is all healed. There's so much about this, but just giving you the backstory. So I'm very like, like, dude, like when my brother and I, like when we used to like middle, late, late middle school, high school, dude, it went off the reservation for my brother and I, like we just, we became enemies and it happened when I felt betrayed by my brother for reasons that, you know, whatever, like I always had my brother's back. And then I realized he didn't have my back and it broke me. It broke my heart. I was so wounded and I was like, family, I'm done with it. Like I made that, I, I'm done with it. I'm, I'm about my friends, the, the people that have my back, I'm going to have their back and I'm going to be as loyal as a dude as I can be to the people that are about my best interest. Unfortunately, that's not my family. And that's the attitude I took. And I, 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 wear, I wore that for a long time. And my brother and I's relationship was brutal, brutal. Like we couldn't be in the same room for like a, I don't know, it was a long, like a decade, like, like not exaggerating without fighting. And I don't think we spoke to each other for like a decade. Like, like, you know, I'm a 42 now. Yeesh. 42. Good night. Um, 42. But like, like I can tell you there's, there was a long stretch that my brother didn't, we didn't talk. We didn't converse. We, we couldn't be barely be in the same room without it being fisticuffs. You know what I mean? And, and we fought like back in the day, dude, my brother and I fought like some people can't say, Hey dude, I got my teeth knocked out. I can literally say my brother has knocked out my teeth. We were playing Nintendo. All right. We were playing Nintendo and I beat my brother in a video game. And he literally just looked at me dead faced and just stiffed me. Boom. Absolute plowed me in the face, knocked out my teeth. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> Seems like an unnecessary reaction to losing a Nintendo. Yet he did it. Just wham, leveled me. Um, so my brother and I have had some fights, dude. Uh, but because I was a scrapper, because I was the younger, had to fend for myself, my, my, my willing, like my brother always was stronger than me, but like, I had that like fighting for my life. Cause I figure if I didn't win, my brother's going to kill me. <laughs> that was our reality. So fun. 
Wouldn't change it for the world, honestly. Looking back on it, wouldn't change it for the world. Love my brother. So much healing. We're great. I love him. He's amazing. But that perspective of growing up as a younger brother who's always fighting for your own stuff is why I want to talk about Cain and Abel. I know, weird segue getting back into this, but like, so Cain, like, it's amazing to me that Cain was like, they knew to sacrifice, right? So if you, if you know the Bible, Cain was a, a cultivator, you know I mean? He grew stuff. Uh, <laughs> that was what he did. Um, and then, uh, uh, like, well, so I'm sorry, we'll just basically the Genesis four verse three, uh, and the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. Cause that's what he did. Right. But Abel brought an offering of the finest firstborn of his flock and the fat portions. And the Lord had respect regard for Abel and his offerings, which means the Lord loves barbecue, right? There was an offering of the fat, the burnt offering, all that juicy meat and fat. Boom. The Lord loves barbecue. It's an obvious statement throughout the, all the burnt offerings are great meat. <laughs> barbecue. That's why Texas is so spiritual because we all love barbecue like the Lord. Um, and, we, and, and I'm not going to go into why the, you know, the offering like his, his Cain and Abel's was, was or was not accepted. We, we kind of know that, um, or you can, you know, talk about that. That's not the, the point. Um, it's the, um, God went and spoke to Cain when he failed at this, like, like, but Cain and his offering, this is verse five, Cain's offering had no respect. So Cain became extremely angry, indignant, and he looked annoyed and hostile, right? Because he's like, oh, here's my offering, and it had no respect. Like there was no honor in it. There was no honor in his offering the same way there apparently was with Abel, right? And he looks all sorts of upset, mad, angry. And this is the part that I love. Like it's such a crazy thing to think about. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you so angry? And why do you look annoyed? Like, like, ima like imagine he just did all this and he's all like huffy, puffy, pouty. And the Lord's right, right there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like even though that, that Adam and Eve were out of the garden, and everything else, the Lord at that point in time was still in such intimacy with his creation. He was still in such intimacy with man that he goes to Cain. He's like, bro, why are you angry? I always familiarize the Lord. I don't mean that any irreverence to the Lord. Like I don't ever try to say, it's just my, how I hear things and that kind of familiar, like, like, like a loving father going to his son saying, you know, why are you angry? And this is the part, like, why do you look annoyed? Like, why are you, like, like you did this. Why are you getting all huffy puffy? You did this. You know what I need. You know the things that I, I cherish and value. So you, you knew this wasn't going to be acceptable. So why are you mad that this didn't work out? And then it says in verse seven, if you do well, believing in me and doing what is acceptable and pleasing to me, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, but ignore my instruction, sin crouches at your door. It desires, its desire is for you to overpower you, but you must master it. Like he's giving him a massive, like, dude, like, you know, if you do right by me, I'm, I'm going to honor that. I'm going to, I'm going to accept your offering and you're going to be great. But if you let this anger and frustration and resentment build up, dude, you're going to be in trouble. And so Cain went and talked with Abel, his brother, this is verse eight, about what God had said. And when they were alone working in the field, Cain attacked Abel, his brother, and killed him. So this is the part that I love. Because that's a very short statement, right? You know, and the next one is like, uh, am I my brother's keeper? That's like the how, like everyone kind of knows, am I my brother's keeper? <laughs> it's like, so... What they don't say there is that the part that I realize as a younger brother, I'm like, oh, I know what happened there. 
And this is what I want to talk about. So older brothers have this idea of that what's theirs is theirs and what their brothers is ours. You know what I mean? Like what's, what's mine is mine, what's yours is ours. That mentality, that is an older brother mentality. I don't care what anybody says, ask an older brother, that's it. And for good reason, like my clothes were previously my brother's. Like they were his, now they're mine, hand-me-downs, all right? When you poe folks, you can't always get the brand new freshest threads. Hey, yo, I got hand-me-downs. So literally the clothes I was wearing were my brother's. The toys, I didn't get my own toys. We kind of got share toys. And when we did get toys, dude, my brother got first crack at those toys. So the toys were secondary. The clothes were secondary. And there is this idea of an older brother like going, like what the younger brother has is his, you know what I mean? And that's just how they think about it. Like, it's, it's crazy. Like, dude, our biggest fights growing up as a kid, me and my brother, whereas him, like I would save up because I hated the fact that I had bad clothes. I, I Not bad clothes, you know what I mean? But like, hey, because I really wanted my own stuff. I wanted my own style. I wanted my own voice. And I wanted to express that via fashion. <laughs> you would never know that, but look at me now, but I used to be someone who really cared about that stuff like a lot because I didn't have any, you know what I mean? You don't have any clothes as a kid. Like, like once you get your own clothes and I took care of my clothes, I folded them and I put them away nicely and I made sure they were clean. I didn't get them dirty because they were all I had. And my brother would just come and take my clothes and destroy them. And I mean, destroy them. And then there would be no, like, like it was like, what? Like, dude, I just got that shirt. I didn't even worn it yet. And it's already ruined. Like, like not just dirty, ruined. Stains that will not come out, holes, you name it. I'm like, are you like maliciously doing this? This is insane. Like, I, I can't fathom your clothes aren't this ruined. Why are only my clothes getting ruined? It was insane. But he had the attitude that like, it's your clothes. So I'm going to go take your clothes and wear your clothes. And that's just the big deal. That's nothing you can do about that. And so boom, Cain. Cain talked with Abel, his brother, about what God had said. So you know what that conversation was. Like, like you know it was. God just said, bro, if, if you, Cain, if you do all, what's right by me, I will honor that. If you don't, though, you're going to get angry. And so what does Cain immediately do? What was accepted? Abel's offering. So what's he going to do? He's going to run over to Abel. Bro, give me, your, give me your goat. Give me your firstborn. Give it to me right now. I need to go make an offering, get myself right with the Lord. Right? You, that was the conversation that we're not talking about, but Cain talked with Abel. You have to know, younger brothers know this. <laughs> and older brothers, older siblings Younger sisters, older sisters, you know this. Give me that dress. Give me that thing. Whatever it is you need to do, give it to me because I'm the oldest. Give it to me and I need it. That's the conversation that's being had right then and there. Like, there's no way around that. It is, there is a way around it. Obviously I'm, I'm injecting, but I'm, I'm, I, I, I've been in that place where like all of a sudden, hey, older brother needs something, goes right to the younger brother, give it to me. And this is the part where I think Abel, like I did, was like, no, dude, no. Like, no, you don't get to borrow my clothes. Like, you ruined my clothes. No, no. I saved up all my money to buy my clothes. You didn't do any of that. And you don't care about my clothes. In the same way, Cain went to Abel. Like, I, I, in my heart, I'm like, dude, he had to go on there and said, Abel, break yourself, oh, give me them flocks. Whatever the firstborn is that you just slaughtered, I need the other ones that are as nice. Give them to me. I'm going to go make an offering to the Lord and get right with God. And Abel's like, no, dude, like, no, no, this is mine. These are my herds. I raise them. I do all this. You've put no effort into this. 
it's not going to be an offering. Like th- that's not what he wants. He wants your heart, not this thing. The, the flock is not it. It's the heart behind it. You know what I mean? It is the, the finest portions. It, it is abs- The heart posture towards the Lord was in the sacrifice. Yours wasn't. So you just taking my sheep's not going to help you, dude. Like, no, 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 you don't get them. And that's what that fight. I read that and I, 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 I've fought my brother over less than an offering to the Lord. And that's what it looked like. Cain talked with Abel. That had to have been like, bro, give me your flock. And he said, no. And Abel already ticked, already fuming, already mad because he got shined by Abel already once. And the Lord came in like, and basically course corrected him saying, dude, you got you to gotta fork in the road here, man. You can make yourself right with me and that'd be awesome. Or there's anger crouching, like, you know what I mean? Like right there to over, uh, sin crouches at your door. It desires for you to overpower you and you must master it. And what happens? He's like, perfect. I'm gonna go get some offering from Abel. I'll be right back, Lord. I'm still mad, still mad, still mad. However, I will go and, and do this thing. Does that, Abel says, no, you know what? He's like, no, really, really, Abel, younger brother, little bro, you're gonna tell me no? Shots fired. Let's do this. I'm going to take it anyway. Abel probably, you know, got a little rowdy, got in his way and didn't quite fight for his life because <laughs> Abel took it. Or I'm mean, sorry, Cain, uh, Abel didn't fight for his life because Cain took it. And that's what happened. That was my fear growing up as well. Like if I didn't fight for my life with my brother, he'd murder me. <laughs> Once you get your teeth knocked out for winning a Nintendo, it changes the game. You know what I'm saying? Like your whole perspective on what is or is not available in terms of uh, fisticuffs changes immediately once you know a simple win in Mario Kart or not Mario Kart. I forget what it was, like Mario Brothers. means you can get punched in the facha. Um, but that's what I, I think about that. Like, like man, like, so we, we think about Kane and we, we, I think about the older brother perspective the same way I look at Abel as the younger brother perspective, like me growing up. Like, I, I just look at that like, wow, like that conversation probably started out pretty, pretty mundane or pretty, you know, like, hey, dude, Abel, share with me, man. The Lord didn't accept my offer and share with me. And Abel probably saying, you know, got tired of Cain being all sorts of like, bro, I've asked you for fruit so many times. You know, I love smoothies. Like, Cain, you know, I love smoothies and you've not made me one, not one. I've made you kebabs. So many times I've brought you over barbecue, all the things, dude, you've never given me a smoothie. And it just culminated in that moment. And that moment it culminated. And it's like, oh, but like still the Lord, like even then though, the Lord's right there. Like, isn't that nuts? Like the Lord's right there in this. Like immediately the Lord said to Cain, the Lord said to Cain, the Lord's right there. The, the Cain just did all this. Like to even think that he could do it and not be seen is nuts. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. But like the, the, the intimacy of the Lord. Then the Lord said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's innocent blood is crying out for me from the ground for justice. And then uh, he gets cursed and all those other things. And, you know, that's a whole different story. But I, I just think about how we do that now. I do that now. Let me, I always say we, the royal we. There's a, there's a mouse in my pocket, apparently. Um, like we, I will have intimacy with the Lord and then do something I know he doesn't like and then be frustrated that I don't have intimacy. I'm not having that connection anymore when I'm the one that caused the separation. And I, then I'll take it out on, you know, friends and family around me. 
Like I'm a cane, even though like I identify with Abel for sure. I am a cane. I have the opportunity to be in right standing with the Lord. I have the opportunity to give an offering worthy of, of his acceptance, like worthy of the holiness of the Lord. I, I have an opportunity to live my life accordingly. And I choose not to. And then I choose not to. And then I'm like, oh man, but where's the Lord? How come I'm being, you know, like the Lord tells all of us. He tells all of us. If you do well, believing in me and was acceptable and pleasing to me, will you not be accepted? I mean, that is a statement that is never ending. If you don't, if you honor the Lord, live, like believe, like, you know what I mean? Like live your life in obedience to the Lord. Are you not accepted? Of course we are. Of course we are. But if we don't do well and ignore his instructions, sin crouches at our door and it desires for you to overpower you and you must master it. Like that is literally what every one of us is asked to do for our entire lives. You put it to Cain. And so that's like, 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 man, it's easy to live for the Lord when you're truly walking in his presence. You know, like no one ever, <laughs> like, you know I mean? like, like the Lord wasn't there when Adam and Eve sinned. Like we, he was there, you know what I mean? But he wasn't there, there. Every time there's, he's in the presence, he, he's, it, it, his holiness just, it changes us. It makes us incapable of doing this, except when Adam lied. That was funny. <laughs> when Adam sold out Eve, like what happened? She gave me fruit. The one you gave me, she sandbagged me, Lord. You gave me a Jezebel. <laughs> I love how he blamed Eve. Eve blames a snake. Adam blames Eve. Lord's like, you guys are ridiculous. Um, but I, I, again, I go back to how I look at my life and like how I read Cain and Abel and like, man, I, I look at what Cain went through and it's like, that's what we all get asked. Hey, this offering wasn't what I wanted. You know what I want. And for us, it's our, it's his, it's our heart and our obedience, our worship, our yes to the things he wants us to say yes to our heart. Like, do we desire his heart? And that's really rough because that means you got to love people that you don't want to love. That means you got to tolerate people and, and, and go after those that you don't want to because they offend you or they upset you or they frustrate you or they are awkward. That's my big one. I don't like awkward people. <laughs> I don't get big, but I've, I've, but I've really lately though, I've been felt really called to like pour into people that are awkward, which is why I've said it a couple of times. Like, I really do feel that way. Um, and I, and I, and so I'm like, all right, Lord, like I, I want to be obedient. I want to do the things that you want me to do. Cause I want your heart, man. I don't want my heart. My heart's brutal and, and cold and, and secluded and doesn't care about the things that you do. So that's why I need your heart. I have to have your heart. And Cain, like, man, like we get that option. We get that choice. We get that choice. Are we going to make right by the Lord and give him an offering that is something that costs us, something that is worth something that's worthy of, of his acceptance? Or are we going to choose the, the sin that crouches at our door that tries to overtake us? And I was just reading Cain and Abel and I was, man, I was thinking about my life growing up with my brother. And then I was thinking about all the decisions that I get to make. And then every one of them was my decision, you know, and on one side is the Lord waiting with open arms. And on the other side is a a further chasm between me and the Lord. Every, every step to the right that you know is to him and every step to the left is one step further away from him. And one step further away from him is just more brutal and more brutal and more brutal. And so, yeah, I just, 
I want to, I want to be in a place where I'm, I'm able, where I'm, I'm offering the furnace, the first finest for my flock that I'm doing the right thing, that I, I'm in obedience, that I'm in worship and I'm in his presence. The most important thing is I'm in his presence. I, I, I'm connected to his presence. I seek his presence, his wisdom, his everything, the spirit leading all those things. So that's what was going on today. Um, again, I want to say a huge thank you to Diff Mix, uh, for, for helping out with all this. And, um, all you people that listen, I, you know, it's amazing. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you guys soon. Okay. Bye. You have been listening to What's Up Church Podcast. Just know you are cooler than all your friends that didn't.